Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Well, hello, friend. Long time no talk. (laughs) I know. I know. So I want to get right to this. This is one of my favorite topics to discuss. Um, And I don't know how you feel about it because we haven't really talked about it. So (laughs) hopefully this goes well. I'm excited because I know this is is your area. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I love this. So I want to talk about goal setting and changing your habits. Um, this is one of the reasons why I went from just being a trainer into my health coaching, because I realized with my in-person clients that as long as they were doing exactly what I told them, meaning they were doing all their workouts, they were doing the workouts on their own with me and they were eating, you know, really, really well following a certain plan, they got results. But what happens is they inevitably go off track because life happens a bad day. Something goes on with the kids. They're running kids around. Somebody loses a job, holidays pop up, whatever. And the, the regimen that they were following is not long-term sustainable. So that's what led me into researching other avenues and figuring out, okay, there's got to be something I'm missing here. And that's what led me into health coaching. So with my particular programming, we work on making, uh, on starting with very small changes. Like sometimes these changes are so small, they don't even realize they're happening. And that's what I love about it. Because to me, that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't be this huge overhaul like, oh my gosh, you're taking this away from me. I can't do this. No, it, it's not about that. No, it gets so stressful when you do that. It does. It does. So one thing that I love to start with is, and, and we'll use weight loss for this particular topic, if you will, just because it's easy and it is a health and fitness podcast, right? Um, but the cool thing about- Wait, it setting- is? I, I know, I know. <laughs> if they heard our other conversations, they may not think that. So <laughs> we need to make sure and, you know, not post that part. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll keep it with weight loss here just for simplicity's sake, but know that all of these techniques and things that I know you use as well, you can apply them to any facet of your life, to any mm-hmm. goal you're going after, to any habit you want to break, um, anything like that. So, excuse me. So most of you have probably heard of smart goals, you know, the, um, setting specific, measurable, attainable. Um, I totally just blanked on what the R stands for. Um, oh yeah. Now I'm trying to remember now. Oh my gosh. I guess I could Google it, but whatever (laughs) you can Google smart goals on your own. You're a smart person. It's realistic, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yes. Probably so realistic. And then like the T I say it's for time because you need to put a time on it because how many people have you had come to you and say, well, I want to lose 50 pounds or, you know, I want to lose 15 pounds. And I'm like, okay, great. I want a million dollars. That's not a goal. That's a statement. Um, and that's where I see a lot of people get well, stuck at. 
they just say I want X you know I want to fit into that little black dress I want to look good in a bikini on the beach okay well I want some pizza right now (laughs) like like, you know what I mean there's there's nothing to that there there's nothing behind it so we're going to talk about having those smart goals or what I like to call is reverse engineering goals and that's working them backwards um, into really small mini goals. So if you've got somebody that's like, Hey Mel, I really want to lose 50 pounds. Awesome. Let's talk about how we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put a date to it. Let's put, um, you know, the, the guidelines in place. Let's look at your schedule. Let's look at all these things. Um, but it's also important. And I know you and I both say this a lot, be firm in your goal, but flexible in your method. Absolutely. So I don't care if you make the best vision board in the world and you were like Pinterest queen or you like to use an Excel spreadsheet for all the things. It doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Something's always going to pop up. It's Life not going to go the way you want. Life <laughs> happens, right? Hello, Corona. Yeah, right. Um, There's a so, whole lot of people out there that <laughs> yeah, didn't turn out quite the way they had planned. No, no. We're all sorts of screwed up and all a little bit crazy right now. Yeah. Uh, so it's important to... I'm not saying to lose sight of your goal, but just know that you do need to be flexible. I think in in getting that in your head from the get go will help you down the road. I think it's more of like, don't get deterred when those, you know, hiccups come. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, still stick to your goals as much as you can, but when something comes out of the blue don't, don't let it get you down or don't let it throw you off. Like take a minute, you know, grieve, breathe, whatever you need to do. Right. And then get back up, dust yourself off and be like, all right, I got this. Exactly. And you, you made a note of this in our last podcast about journaling. And I think that is so, so important especially when you're going after a weight loss or even weight gain Mm -hmm. goal, right? Because you're going to hit a plateau. Um, Things aren't going to be going the way you want. You're not going to get the results as quickly as you had hoped, right? Uh, Things never go as quickly as we want them to when it comes to, when it comes to that. Um, So there's so many other units and way to measure your progress and journaling is a great way to do that. Whether you just make a mental note of it or you have a physical journal or you put it online, whatever works best for you, but focusing on things that don't just have to do with, in this case, the pounds or inches lost. Yeah. I, I don't care what approach you take. There is no 100% sure exact diet method. Like you do this, you will get to your goal weight. Right. Cause yeah, everybody's. Everybody is so different. And so if you're not journaling, how are you, how are you tracking your progress and what works and what doesn't work? Right. And the other things that I like to tell my clients to focus on aside from the weight or the inches or the body fat is their sleep. Mm -hmm. Has their sleep improved? Um, Are they more regular in, you know, the restroom? if that was a problem before, how's their mental clarity? Um, how's their attitude? Are they not snapping as much at their kids and husband? Um, are you moving better? Are you easing? Have you noticed, you know, aches and pains easing up? Um, 
what are some other ones that are really good that we like to focus on? My mind just went like squirrel for a minute. Um, Oh, are you getting stronger? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're working out, are you getting stronger in the gym? Are, are your clothes fitting better? Are people noticing? Are they saying, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like you look really good because we see ourselves in the mirror every day. And while I, my hope and prayer is that you're not weighing yourself every day, if you are, you're not going to see those changes because you're constantly looking for them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I go back to the journaling. It's like, let's look back where you started, right? When you felt like absolute shit, you're 50 pounds overweight. You can't walk up a flight of stairs without getting out of breath. You can't play with your kids because you're too tired. Um, you know, you're slacking on the job, blah, 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 all these things. And if you go back and look at that and you're like, oh, well, you know, I noticed I've been climbing the stairs and I'm not as winded anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, my kids have told me that like, mommy seems a lot happier lately. Um, those things are so, so important because yes, you're trying to, to make a physical change happen, but your mental change is equally, if not even more important. Absolutely. Would you agree? Oh yeah. I, one of the things I ask my clients is how, how is your confidence level? Like, Mm, are you able, are you able to look at yourself in the mirror? Are you able to look at yourself the mirror in a swimsuit or a dress or shorts or, you know, whatever, whatever their problem areas are, you know, I'll, I'll ask them, okay, how, how are you feeling in this? Just because yeah. confidence is so important. It determines so many things for us. And, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, you could be losing the weight, but still lack serious confidence. Um, and eventually yep. it's going to be a major roadblock. So you need to, and it helps you figure out other issues because a lot of the times we're overweight because there is an underlying issue that needs to be addressed and mm-hmm. we need to figure out what that is. And so, you know, I feel like at times, I mean, you're definitely a health coach, but with, especially with my nutrition. So my nutrition, I am, um, the way I was trained is more of like a counselor type approach. And mm-hmm. so I, that's what I feel like when I'm talking to my clients is I am counseling them and I'm asking all these questions, trying to pick apart layer after layer, trying yep. to figure out, okay, this, you know, this could be the root. I mean, sometimes it's things I can help with. Sometimes I'm like, okay, this is above my pay grade. <laughs> like you right. need to go see a specialist. Right. But you know, a lot of the time, and you wouldn't be able to figure that out necessarily, especially us, the professionals, if they're not journaling, because we're not there holding their hands every second of the day. And the only thing that we really have to go off of is their, what they're telling us and their journals. And it's not like what they're telling us they're lying. It's, that's not it at all. It's that you're missing things like pieces. Yes you know, that you could have caught because, you know, we forget we've got so much going on in the day or things mm-hmm. we may not think are important. So we don't mention it. Um, right. We don't, we just don't realize they're important. Oh yeah. And um, you know, you mentioned the weight loss thing. I'm a perfect example of that. You remember when I first started years and years ago, I was chasing the number on the scale mm-hmm. because in my mind and, oh my gosh, I wish I had a coach back then, but in my mind, once I achieve that number on the scale, 
my life was going to improve. Mm -hmm. I I was going to be happy when I got to that number. But if I would have had a coach at the time that was like trying to understand why I was chasing that number, I have no idea why, but I couldn't tell you to this day. Um, But they could have helped me uncover what I was really going after was confidence and happiness within myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would have saved me so much heartache and struggle. And I mean, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, yes, I would have loved to have had a coach, but I'm glad I didn't because it taught me so much. Oh yeah. And it got me to where I'm here today and I can help so many other people because I know so many people struggle this way. Um, Absolutely. Anyway, anyway. uh, So, okay. Here's, here's a couple other things. We talked about why it's important to measure, I'm using air quotes here, things that are not measurable, like with a scale or tape measure. So, you know, confidence, the way your clothes fit, how you're sleeping, all those things. Um, The other thing I think it's really important that I ask my clients is why do they want to achieve that goal in the first place? Mm -hmm. Not, oh, because I want to fit into that dress. That's great. But why do you want to fit into that dress? And you literally need to why yourself to death. If you're not Mm going to have a coach that's going to walk you through this process, like there's a whole protocol I follow. I'm sure you have one as well. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are not working with somebody, that's okay. But you need to why yourself to death and you need to be honest with yourself. Because until you get to that point, you're not going to make real change. Not not long lasting change. You're still going to have those underlying issues eating away at you. Sure, you might lose the weight and you might fit into that dress but you're still probably going to be feeling really crappy on the inside. Um, Because the dress isn't the issue. Exactly. Exactly. Um, The other thing that's really important, and I know I've said it a couple of times, but I'll keep saying it because it took me years to figure out was grace. Mm -hmm. You you cannot have an all or nothing mindset. And we've done podcasts on this before and we'll probably do it again. (laughs) People need to hear it again. Um, This whole healthy lifestyle whatever you want to call it, it's trial and error. Mm -hmm. It's a constant work in progress. And just when you think you have it figured out, especially if you're a female, your body's like, Hey, just kidding. Hormones are here. We're going to change everything up. Now you need to figure out something else. You had some babies. So we're going to change this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Now it's time for menopause. Okay. We're going to change this, you know? So it's super fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why it's important. Like we said in the beginning, to be flexible, right? And know that it's trial and error. You're going to hit those roadblocks. You're going to hit a plateau. You're going to have shit days and you're going to have great days. You're going to have great weeks. Um, but if you don't have that, that proper foundation built to go back to, it's all going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So that's where getting into changing your habits and building a really solid plan or goal is going to benefit you over time. And that's why we focus on making these little goals or habit shifts teeny tiny. Um, A really like quick story from one of my very first health coaching clients. She was our typical single mom, you know, exhausted, working, trying to keep up with her daughter. Um, She would have to come home and nap every day after school, uh, after her shift. And her daughter's begging her. She's, I think she was like four or five. Mommy, I want to play. I want to play. And she's like, just give me 10, 15 minutes, baby. I need to take a nap. She's exhausted. Um, so we were working together. And 
slowly started implementing just a few little changes. I mean, like teeny tiny. A couple weeks later, we're talking and she's relaying a story to me that she had to get up really early that morning and help her mom move something. They got up like an hour before they normally did. And instead of going right back to bed, she told her daughter to grab her bike and they went for a walk or went for a bike ride and she walked. And then she kept going on telling her story. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What did you just say? She reiterated the story. I said, okay, so you're telling me that you have gone from needing a nap every single day and being exhausted. And one of your main goals here was to improve your, you know, your health and your energy so that you can keep up with your daughter. Now you're waking up an extra hour ahead of time. And instead of going back to bed, you ought to go for a walk and bike ride with your daughter. That's awesome. And she just sat there and like, she was completely silent. She said, I've never even, I didn't even think about it. It just seems like the logical thing to do. Like we were already up and it was some extra quality time with her. And I was like, it still gives me chills. Cause I was like, yeah, she was one of my very first clients. And I was so thrilled for her because that's what it's about. Yes. Like, she didn't even real. it just, it was second nature to her. And it just, it like makes my heart so happy. So that's why I'm such a huge proponent. And if you follow my page, I'm always like small baby steps, baby mm-hmm. steps. Oh, I'm right there <laughs> um, with because you. Because it works. Yeah, it works. I mean, anyway, so here's the other thing. You can't go from being a couch potato to thinking that you should lose 50 pounds and totally overhaul everything you're doing and everything's going to be great in six months. Because unless you have some crazy medical condition, you likely didn't gain 50 pounds in 60 months. No. And it's going to take a while to come off properly. Real changes take time. Um, well, and your, your habits, I mean, think about, okay. So me, for example, I'm 38 years old. It took me 38 years to create, you know, certain habits that I have to uncreate those habits, it's going to take a heck of a lot longer because I've been doing it for so long. I've just gotten used to it where it's second nature. It's almost like breathing where it's just something you don't think about. Yeah. You just do it. Um, and so to be able to, to get out of that. So one of my pesky habits that my husband hates, and I agree, it's pretty, it's a pretty bad habit is I pick at my nails. Like it drives mm-hmm. him crazy. And now my, my two younger kids do it, but I've been doing it. I've been doing it since as long as I can remember. So for me to undo it, like I've tried so many times to like stop doing it. Like even as we're doing this podcast, I'm like picking up my nails. <laughs> Well, I will send you my information and you can schedule a session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you think about it, like, it's just, it's just like, yeah. a, you know, your, your weight it's loss journey. Thing. It's yeah. just like those pesky habits, those random things. You just do it. You don't think about it. And to be able to undo it, it's going to take a lot of focus and quite a bit of time. Right. And I want to be clear too, like we, we get in to the habit, haha, no pun intended, that it's a bad habit. Yes, biting your nails is not optimal. <laughs> you really shouldn't be doing that. Okay. But here's the thing. It's not that it's it's not that you're bad or you're wrong. You biting your nails is your body's way of coping with something else. Mm-hmm. That is the best defense mechanism that your brain has thought of to help you through whatever is stressing you out right now. 
because that's probably why you're doing it because I know you're a little stressed out like we all are <laughs> so that's your go-to right kind of like people having a blanket or they're a compulsive eater or whatever it is I call it my it's tick just, like I just have your a, tick. I have a yeah. tick and it's just, yeah it's it's your thing yeah and it's it's not easy to undo but it's important to recognize mm-hmm. that you're not bad you're not wrong your body has done a damn good job of protecting itself this far even though yes maybe it's causing you to be overweight or you know unhealthy in some way your body is doing the best way that it knows how our brains want to take the easiest way out of anything so i think one of the best ways to put it is we designed beyond or we created beyond fitness and these podcasts to create awareness so to make you aware of these things and your body and never to we will never sit there and shame you for whatever habits you have or if you're overweight underweight um whatever ticks you have we're never going to be like oh my gosh like you know you and point the finger no it, we we've mm-hmm. not walked in your shoes we have not lived where you live um we're just doing it to create awareness cuz maybe what you're doing for whatever reason is right for you. I, I don't know. I can't tell you that. Um, right. But it's just, you know, to make that awareness and to empower you to know that, hey, you you are worth it and you can fix it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go back to, I want to try to break it down a little bit. And I think what I'm going to do is a live video on our Facebook page and actually like get the whiteboard out and reverse engineer this. Um, I'm super visual. So I I like to see and listen at the same time. That's how I learn best. So I figure, oh, there's maybe some more people like me. So I'll do a live video that actually breaks this down as well. Um, But in the meantime, I, I want you to think about this another way. So back to that couch potato that wants to lose 50 pounds. And they also want general health improvement and just, they know they need to instill better habits for themselves and their family, right? What we want to do is take a look at the whole picture. We want to look at what your current nutrition is like, your current activity level, your sleep, your stress, your water, how stressful is your job, kids, home life, all those things. Because if you go from crappy sleep, crappy nutrition, crappy home life, bad relationships, a job you hate you know, you're not sleeping well, and now you're going to add in some strict exercise regimen and meal plan. That's a recipe for disaster. for sure. (laughs) Because you're not going to be able to sustain it. I mean, no, you're you're going to be miserable. Stress. Yeah. It's another form of stress that you don't need. Um, So what I recommend is picking that one thing to focus on. So I always tell everybody, I had one client, um, who literally drank no water. Uh, she existed on sodas all day. The only time she would get water was when she brushed her teeth. Oh, gosh. Um, and she was, you know, wanting to do it all. She knew she needed to make a change. She had a daughter, uh, a young daughter, and was like, you know, I know I need to do this. This is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we legitimately started with eight ounces of water a day, those little bitty bottles of water. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding, I'm holding my hands up like everybody can see me, but I talk with my mm-hmm. hands, so... 
Um, we literally started with eight ounces of water a day. And honestly, it took a while for that to become her norm. Um, but it did another, you know, like two weeks or so. And we were ready to move on to a, a full, what is it? 16 ounce bottle of water. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really important that you look at where you're at right now and work on the changes that are actually manageable, manageable. Maybe sleep is horrible for you. Well, we definitely need to address that because if your sleep is complete crap, you're just setting yourself up for failure again. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you eat out for every single meal. Okay. Let's look at one of those meals that we can maybe make at home. Right. And so you get the idea. It's picking, picking the one thing that we can focus on Mm -hmm. and then build on that. Okay. Um, if you're jumping into these strict meal plans or boot camps or challenges, you know, these, um, do this many squats for this many days. Uh, yeah, you're going to see results. You, you will, because you're going from nothing to something. Mm-hmm. You're going from very regimented or, or you're going to a very regimented plan and you may be eating at a deficit now. So of course you're going to see results. But what happens <laughs> when you stop? Exactly. Cause you're going to so, stop at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's a, if it's a short, you know, 30 day challenge or s- six week challenge, there's an end date to that. We can do anything for a short period oh, of time. Yeah. Well, I think that, that's, that's, I think that's the biggest problem with, it's not that these challenges don't work. It's that there's no follow-up plan. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and they can be a great, you know, kind of gets you off the couch, gets you moving. I'm not faulting that, but I think people have really good intentions with them. Um, but if you want those long-term results, it's important that you really dig down and, and look at where this is coming from and where you want to go. Um, so what we focus on is just creating those healthy habits so that when life happens, because it will, it always, always does, you're going to have that foundation to know I can get up and do this. You know, like yesterday was just a horrible day in our house. And I think the girls made a pot of mac and cheese and had that for dinner. And I had some vodka (laughs) with lemonade. And a sandwich. Yeah. Um, it was one of those days. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. We got through the day. It's fine. Woke up this morning. Well, today was also a chemical poop storm. But, <laughs> but I went and made myself get in a little bit of exercise. My nutrition was a lot better today. And I know that every, every meal or every hour, you know, however you want to look at it, it's a chance to improve. Absolutely. And I can do that because I have that foundation. I know that I can even have, I can have a bad week and it's like, that's okay. I know what to do and I'm going to do it. Um, and that takes time. Yeah. You have to, you have to learn patience. I mean, I'm yeah. like the worst. I'm the most impatient person there is. I think I've said that on a few of the podcasts, but <laughs> um, you and me both, but it just, <laughs> you have to learn patience and you can't expect, I I think, you know, it's, it's sad, but I'll, you often see these before and after pictures and a lot of them are now like bikini models or um, they're doing something where they had a specific goal for a specific event. Like, you know, 
whatever it may be, either their work called for it or they're competing or whatever. And so they're seeing these major transformations in just a matter of a couple of months. But in reality, it takes a lot longer than that, especially for, you know, you women out there, if you're moms, if you work full time, um, you know, have a family that you have to take care of, don't, don't expect this transformation to happen overnight. And if you do, that is amazing. I want to know your secret, but right. Can we get you on the podcast? (laughs) But it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work out like that. Like, you know, I mean, it, I always tell my clients and now it depends on their goals, but I'm talking like, if there's like, Oh yeah, I want this in three months. I'm like, okay, let's maybe in two to three years. Like if it's a large goal, right? you have to, if you want to get it where you're not getting the weight back, if you want to lose the weight and you don't care about getting it back. Okay. Then yeah, three months. Sure. You could do it. Yeah. Yeah. But you're having to retrain your brain. And that, yeah. that's what takes time. And I like to tell people too, like, remember, you know, people get so mad at themselves and I know I used to too. And it's like that scale would go up, you know, point two, and it's my mood was crap for the mm-hmm. rest of the day. Uh, I was so mad at myself. I should have done this. I should have done that. And so I, I like to, because I've been there, done that. I like to tell my clients like, did you get mad when your kid was learning to, when your baby was learning to crawl or, or learning to walk and they would fall down? Mm-hmm. Of course not. So why are you beating yourself up over something new that you're learning? Mm-hmm. You're not perfect. No. We're going to make mistakes, but there's so much good that can come from those mistakes. Right. There's always a lesson to be learned. Even if that lesson is like, well, that didn't work out. I won't do that again. Right? <laughs> you know? okay. I think that's what you, you know that now. I think that's what makes you a stronger, better person is, you know, going because that helps you to figure out the person you are through those yeah. struggles and those trials. You're finding your on your weight loss journey. You're finding yourself because obviously you oh lost gosh, yourself yes. at some point to get you right. to where you're at. Um, and even if you don't have a lot of weight to lose, you still have struggled in other ways. Maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you're not sleeping. You've lost yourself in some way. You need to find yourself. And this is a great way to do it um, is by setting up those those SMART goals and just, you know, getting in touch with your – getting in touch with yourself. <laughs> like you're in a yeah. – <laughs> yeah. yeah. And reconnecting. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm wondering, you know, I mentioned at the beginning that I was going to do the Facebook live over the reverse engineering. I'm wondering if I should kind of go through it here though, too, or if it's going to be lost because it's, you can't see it. What do you think? No, I think let's go through it. Okay. Okay, cool. So we'll stick with that 50 pounds. Okay. So here's how it needs to go. Or here, here's how it usually goes. I want to lose 50 pounds in, in eight months. Okay, that's, that's totally doable, right? If you buckle down. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's how you are going to reverse engineer this goal, okay? You want to lose 50 pounds in eight months. So that breaks down to six, 6.25 pounds a month, mm-hmm. okay? Which is roughly one and a half pounds a week, 
Okay. Which is completely so, healthy. Which yes. Is, yeah. It's, it's, it takes some, you need to buckle down and independent, you know, if you have more to lose, it is a little easier for sure. Um, so we know that 3,500 calories roughly equals a pound of fat. Mm-hmm. So you would need to create a 5,250 calorie deficit per week to achieve that or 750 calorie deficit a day via diet or exercise to achieve that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's where I recommend next. If, if you're like, okay, yeah, I can do that between, you know, reducing my calories and, and, and exercising. Great. So the first thing you want to do is look at your schedule because you want to make sure that that deficit is equally comprised of exercise and diet. That That's the ideal way mm-hmm. to do it, right? Right. Do you have time to dedicate to that much exercise? Do you even know how many calories you're currently consuming so you know how much of a deficit you need to create in the first place? Because if you don't know that, there's no point in even setting this goal right, right. now. <laughs> Your first goal needs to be like, I should probably start watching what's going in my mouth. Um, and, and that's not to say that you can't lose weight without tracking because you can. I'm just saying if you want to get down to the nitty gritty and really make this easier on you, this is the better way to do it. Um, so like I said in the beginning, sorry, I just totally went squirrel again, but you need to consider all of these things because simply stating that I want to lose 50 pounds in eight months or even changing the wording to saying I will lose 50 pounds in eight months it's still not a goal. It's just a statement. It's a, it's a dream you have. Mm-hmm. You have to have that plan. And if you don't have that plan, it's not going to happen. You're not going to follow through. Uh, and this is why it's important to do that reverse engineering to see if what you're even planning is feasible given your lifestyle and the commitment level that you're going to allow yourself, right? You know, you can say like, oh yeah, I, I can go hit the gym every day and, and I can I can reduce my, my diet. That's no problem. But then you look at your schedule and you're running kids to and from after school activities when school's back in session, um, you know, five nights out of the week and you're up at 5am and you're not going to bed till 11am and you're in meetings all day long and blah, blah, blah. Uh, where exactly are you going to fit in that exercise? So maybe that's not actually feasible for you. So it's not that your goal is not attainable because it absolutely is, but you need to make sure that that goal that you're setting is going to work within the context of your life. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'll do that Facebook live and I'm going to draw it out on the whiteboard, uh, which is going to be really interesting because I am not a teacher. <laughs> and I'm probably going to block the camera the entire time, but I'm going to give it a go just because I like to see that kind of stuff written down. It really helps me to see that visual. Um, so I will definitely do that later on this week. Oh, yeah, and I'm, but, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have that. You know, there's so many different learning styles. So obviously podcast is more of like an auditory, <laughs> thank you, auditory, you know, listening skill where it is, you know, seeing it displayed is visual. Um, right. So I, th- I think it's good to have, you know, both options there. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I will, I will definitely work on that and try to perfect my skills before <laughs> Your then. teaching skills. 
my uh my teaching and video videography skills are sorely lacking but, you know, <laughs> anyway um I think that kind of covers everything that I wanted to talk about goal setting wise. Did you have anything or anything that you do with your clients? Well, so I will tell you that I looked up what the R is and it's relevant. So I was close. Oh, close. <laughs> so close. So close. I was, yeah. Um, no, with my clients, we, we do little by little. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, we, when we're setting up a plan, in the beginning, we look at their overall goal. We kind of develop some long-term goals of where they want to ultimately end up. But we don't focus on those long-term goals so much because it can be frustrating. Um, you know, just say you have 50 pounds to lose and you're like, okay, I got to do it in eight months. That could be really frustrating for somebody because it's like, oh, I got 50 pounds. That's a lot. But if you're like, okay, by the end of the month, we're going to lose six pounds. Okay, well, that's, you know, one, six pounds is not much. And a month, okay, that's not too far away. So focusing on, I mean, it's just a different way of doing it. You know, focusing on the little stuff that gives it more of that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And then the longer stuff. And then we a lot of the times we'll do that by just picking apart their diet in a sense. Like, okay, what, what can you do without? Not like Mm. what we don't put it as like, okay, what can we cut out? It's like, what here could you really, you know, be okay with not doing like Mm -hmm. uh, recently a client of mine, she drinks sodas like their water. I mean, she'll drink like two and three a day. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do you, I mean, is it just, is it the caffeine or, and she couldn't really tell me what it was that she was addicted to. And so it's like, okay, so can we start by just maybe taking out one of those sodas and replacing it with water? And she wasn't a big water person. So, you know, the, um, like the true lemon the mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we use those. it comes in so many different flavors it's just crystallized yeah. lemon for those of yep. you that aren't aware of what that is and they have like orange lime anyways it's just like a little packet or you can get it in a shaker and you just put a little bit in your water and it flavors your water and it's completely I mean it's 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 not filled with a bunch of synthetic crap it's really just crystallized mm-hmm. um fruit and it flavors the water and I mean, so far it's been working where, and each time we visit, so this is one of my nutrition clients and we do weekly visits each time we analyze. And if she does really well, which she did really well with cutting out that soda. So the next step that we took is to see if we could cut out another one. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just little by little peeling away. And if you think about how, a uh, soda is what, like a hundred and fifty calories? Oh, I don't even know. I think I don't know. I but I want to say it's about a hundred and fifty calories for like just a regular soda pop. Um, so that's a hundred and fifty calories. You're just cutting it like it's like nothing, but it over time is going to make a big difference. 
And then eventually you'll get to the point where a soda is just like a once, once in a blue moon kind of thing. Like, I don't drink soda. I might drink Sprite on occasion if, um, like, I have an upset stomach or something. But when my husband and I go to the movie theaters, we will share a cherry Coke. And honestly, mm-hmm. I take, like, three or four sips, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm just done without it for so long. And mm-hmm. I don't deprive myself of having it, but it's not something that I do on a regular basis to where when I get it, I'm like, okay, that's really sweet. You know, I'm good with a couple mm-hmm. sips. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because our taste buds get dulled, you know, having that stuff on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely. And we don't appreciate the taste anymore. So absolutely. when you've gone without it for a while, um, and that, Going back to what I was saying with the the nose list of things to cut out, or was that maybe it was on the other podcast? (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, it all runs together. But um, when you cut out certain things, when you agree, and that's the I think that's a key factor. Is I never recommend things for my clients to cut out of their diet. Like we have an agreement on it. Like they Mm -hmm. basically sign off on it saying, yes, I am on board with this. And I agree with this suggestion. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to work towards this. Mm. Um, So, you know, I think that gives them more accountability too, is by them and showing ownership is Mm -hmm. having them verbally agree to what changes you're suggesting. Yep. I think that's great. So great tool. That's, I mean, those are the, the main things I focus on, but, um, by cutting out those things or just taking them out of your diet temporarily, Mm -hmm. but not being like, okay, this, you know, once you get to have this, you get to have it all the time again. No, no, no. Once you get to have it, you have it in moderation, but we're going to, we're just going to kind of maybe cut back on some of the stuff right now. And then they'll, they'll appreciate the taste when they get it. And yeah. Yep. You know, when they'll know when enough is enough. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing some of your, your techniques that you use, you use with your clients. I think that's super helpful. Oh, yeah. Yours? I love that approach. Yeah. I'm going to have to take back some mirrors too. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, you know, it's about finding, like we say, it's about finding what works for you. And if, if we can help more people, you know, using each other's stuff, I think that's phenomenal. (laughs) Right. Yes. We can all use a little more help. Amen to that. <laughs> all day, all every right, day. girlfriend. Well, I know, right? Can I get some child care? That would be yeah. um, <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I am going to uh, to to go turn in and go see how my husband's doing today. Yeah, yeah. You tell him I said hi. Um, I will. You guys get lots of lots of good rest and yes, <sighs> likewise. I'll catch you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. 
Until next time.